Hello and welcome back to the Trick Play Podcast on the Fresh Take Network. I'm Simon Chaskovsky here with Caleb Peterson. And shortly, we will be breaking down all the sports-related news, rumors, and drama that you will want to hear about. This week, we have quite the loaded week. We are just hitting it back to back to back. Just absolutely best content we can throw out there. We're going to be starting off with something that I'm just going to call it probably one of the most ambitious segments we've had. It took us a total of about three hours, I think, to record between setting everything up and just recording it. We did a NHL All-Star draft ourselves. We drafted our own teams. And then we took those teams, put them in NHL 24, pitted them against each other, to see how they would do out there. Sadly, it was not three-on-three because three I could not figure that out. I'm not that tech-savvy. I couldn't figure that out for the life of me. It was five-on-five, five, but it was a hell of a hockey game. I think we could both agree on that, Caleb. It was a great game. Yeah, and then it came past, down to the wire. It did come down to the wire. Other than that, we went through our conference championship previews, breaking down who we think is going to end up in the Super Bowl and what we expect from both matchups, what we think is what personally is our choice on who we want to go to the Super Bowl as well as who we think is going to make it then we went into the NBA and talked about the Pascal Siakam trade to the Pacers which has a lot of a lot of talk around it as to who won it and uh, a lot of different opinions and uh, yeah we'll make sure to get into that make sure to check us out on YouTube Fresh Take Network TikTok Instagram and Twitter as we have new content coming out every single week on each and every one of those platforms Caleb, I want you to describe to me right now, with tears, I want to see them tears, how devastated you are that only 94.1% of viewers are subscribed. God damn it. No. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is so upsetting. I, I don't even have any words. This is, this is one of the greatest tragedies of our time, frankly. Um... I, it I, is, I don't even it know. Is devastating. I don't even know. Hopefully, hopefully we can con- maybe we'll just have to convince them with the incredible segments we have lined up. Make sure to check out, <laughs> like I said, check it, them out everywhere. If you want to watch the full thing, the full thing is right in front of you, obviously, if you are watching this. But as well as we will also have it all cut up into nice, tasty segment videos that you can quickly have mm. when, or <laughs> watch whatever you want. So make sure to check those out if there's one segment in particular that maybe you are looking at and going, hmm, maybe I want to I want to watch that one the most. You can skip right to it. You can go watch it over on our YouTube. But if you want to watch the full thing, which we also recommend, is there is a lot of content to go through here today. Make sure to just tune in and check out all of it. Make sure to tune in for every single second that it is, especially with that NHL All-Star segment. I honestly think that might be one of my favorite, if not, the fav- my favorite segment we've ever done. I think it's so fun. Oh, so yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited oh, yeah. to I'm excited to see all the reactions. I'm sure. Hopefully, we get to it because I think it deserves a lot of attention after the absolute chaos that it was. So I'm excited. Make sure to tune in. <laughs> Next segment. All right, with NHL All Star Weekend pretty much right around the corner at this point. As of recording this, I think it's a about a week and a half away right so it's going to be coming up pretty quick and what we decided to do is we're going to both draft our own teams because this year the nhl is bringing back their all-star draft which they did for a little bit in the 2010s which led to a couple iconic 
uh, clips you might have seen online featuring Phil Kessel and Alex Ovechkin. We're going to be bringing that back here on the Trick Play podcast, and we're gonna, we've got a bit of a graphic set up to try and visualize this because this is going to be a whole, whole mess. <laughs> this is going to be, this is a lot of players. That's for sure. I, I'm excited to get into it. I think uh, the plan is off the jump, since it's everybody's favorite part of the All Star Weekend. Obviously, everybody loves that the NHL loves likes to do this. Like, this is definitely not something that everybody complains about every year. We're going to be choosing celebrity coaches. You know, play, people who know a lot about hockey and are going to have a great time coaching. With mine, I was thinking, who is somebody who I could not imagine in a hockey rink? Like, somebody I think that would actually just despise being there. Like, just... Who is the epitome of everything that is the opposite of a hockey player? And I think that that is Conor McGregor. So I would like to welcome, oh, I didn't click that. There we go. I would like to welcome Connor <laughs> McGregor to the team as he will help me draft. He, he will help with strategic trash talk. Yeah, welcome Con- Connor McGregor, who definitely agreed to be featured on this episode, by the way. <laughs> For my celebrity coach, after I heard Simon's announcement, I knew I had to get someone equally big, if not even bigger. Um and while Simon is not, he, he's already posturing like he's going to lose by picking someone like McGregor, I am in it to win this competition. So I am picking what I think was the brightest possible hockey mind out there. Someone who knows in depth. Reads a lot of books. All aspects of the game. He reads a lot of books. You could see him out there on the forecheck. You could see him out there scoring goals. You could see him out there blocking shots. This guy does it all. Truly the greatest of all time and truly the best person we could have to man this team. And that is LeBron James. Please welcome LeBron, everybody. Incredible. Well, now the elite coaching staff of us, as we're both very qualified to run a hockey team, obviously, and uh, LeBron James and Conor McGregor, we can start drafting. We've got a very long list, as I mentioned. There's a lot of names here. I think I have everybody. I did my best here to make sure that we had pretty much everybody. I'm not going to bother running through all these names beforehand for all the audio listeners. I think you're just going to have to do your best to follow along. I think this is going to be a segment that might lean a bit better to the visual side of things, but you're still welcome here nonetheless. We will do our best to (laughs) explain things as they go and give recaps, but uh, this is going to be a long one, I think. So, uh, Oh, yeah. Caleb, I think you have a coin. If you want to do the honors I of do have flipping, a coin. Do you want me to call it? Okay. Okay, before we, do coin, before we do the coin flip, I have a proposition. I have okay. a proposition. My proposition is, is that I will give you the first overall pick. Okay. Free of charge. I only <laughs> have one condition. Yeah. And my one condition is, is that you take Boone Jenner with your first overall pick. Ooh. That is my only condition. That is my only condition. <laughs> well, who are you taking with your second overall pick there? Because I think I, if I'm taking take... Boone Jenner, if I'm taking Boone Jenner, you got to take somebody as equal skill as Boone Jenner, which I know is hard, as Boone Jenner is so I'll an take... excellent hockey player. I think... I, I think I think I'd take McDavid. I feel like he's the I, closest in, in skill. He doesn't quite get there. You know... But can 
then I feel like you're losing that trade. I'm for your sake. I'm gonna. Have I know to, this I'm is this is a very this is a very generous trade. I, I see I that, but I think need I think all of the help that you you could possibly get. I so think that's I'm gonna have I'm to turn up. I think Boone Jenner is wow. just too much of a just an incredible hockey player. I think in this case, but uh, okay, let's flip that coin. Let's get this underway because this is gonna already take ten okay, years. So when... we got a lot of names. We gotta, we, you know what we gotta do is we gotta, once we have these rosters, we gotta put them in like NHL 24 and see you actually. I was then. gonna say that. I, I was thinking that before. If we, I don't know, I don't know if you're doing anything tonight, but I'm so, so fucking down. I, I can, I have my capture card. We can, we can set that up. I was gonna say, one second. I'm gonna, Simon, remember to edit. Trick play, trick play gaming edition. I think that's an awesome idea. We should totally do that. Well, now I can't edit it out because we're still having a conversation while I do it. I forgot to plug in my computer for all the people in the background. We're very professional podcasters here. We are very professional podcasters. Okay, yeah, Simon, you're going to call it well, while you're plugging it in. Well, uh, I mean, I, I can't the, really call the, it in the air. Point. I can't really call it in the air due to the lag, but... Uh, no, that's true. I'll, I'll, George I'll go Washington tails. is heads. I'll go tails. The American Eagle is tails. Okay. Bit, I didn't catch it. <laughs> it is heads it okay. is heads okay so i will get the first overall pick and in in hindsight remember that i offered this up to you free of charge that's so true. i could have gotten boone um, jenner darn now, with my first overall pick i will indeed take <laughs> boone jenner no i'm just kidding i'm gonna take Connor mcdavid oh really wow that is now ain't that a shocking one is Connor mcdavid first player off the board uh, in real life, he is. I'm trying to center this. This is Photoshop. He's a captain, my friend. He is a captain. I was gonna say we're still allowing the captains to be drafted because to, because for I'm more the fun. Captain. Because yeah, exactly. And I'm LeBron the is the captain. Yeah, LeBron does and what LeBron he says. Is the <laughs> LeBron. He does LeBron what he really wants. badly wanted to take Boone Jenner, but I am. I yeah. No, under, I hate like, fun. So. On the first page, LeBron has read more first pages of books than anybody else ever, and I think uh, <laughs> I think from all of that knowledge, he really wanted Boone Jenner, but it's just it. He really did. Yeah, but like really your generosity leaving really him here, as I will now take Boone Jenner, which I know is a weird way to pronounce Kale McCarr, but it's just the way that I know how to say it. So uh, yeah, welcome Boone Jenner to uh, the team. Very cool, Boone Jenner. Um, <laughs> man, he's he's still he's still on the board. This is this is gonna be a tough. I know decision. this is crazy. Um, How did he for make my it this next long? Pick. Okay, so you took Makar, so I'll go I'll go into my next pick. Um, it's honorable trying to take a defenseman as your first overall pick. I think it's cute. I think it's fun. But me and LeBron over here are real hockey minds, okay. and you have given us right on right on the table. The ability to pair McDavid with Drysaddle, so um, I might as well take that that opportunity um, to, to put those teammates together again, which they will be in the actual All Star game. So we'll get to see how that pairing plays out in real life. So when they get like ten goals each, uh, okay. and then you know that me and LeBron have already won. That's true. Yeah, no, I I honestly forgot that they were gonna play. The whole alternate captain thing is really weird to me because that means there's gonna be what three people standing up at the draft stand for the all-star team yeah. it's gonna look really funny but yeah anyway <laughs> i think you see like 
like Kucherov, Will Arnett, and Steven Stamkos or whoever. I don't even know who it is. <laughs> most awkward, like whatever. The oh, most I still, I still agree with. I don't remember if you said this before or during the podcast, but the idea of uh, Nathan McKinnon. Oh, I've already forgot her name. I'm not a pop. Tate McRae. Tate McRae. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan McKinnon, Tate McRae, and I'm guessing Kale McCarr is his assistant, right? Yeah. Yeah, like that's gonna be a pretty funny sight as well. Although two Cal Calgarians there, Kale McCarr and Tate McCray. I know. Yeah, and I Tate didn't even McCray. think of that. Yeah. So there you go. Yep. Maybe that's why. I will not be pairing up teammates in this one. I'm gonna be taking Austin Matthews from the Toronto Maple Leafs here, and teaming up the M last names. Oh wow! Yeah, I know. Look at that. Controversial controversial choice there taking matthews over mckinnon i don't know how controversial that actually is though like i feel like that is relatively controversial because yeah. i'm I, i'm gonna snap that right up like yeah, I, no, I'm, I'm sure not, well, i'm not letting that i'm not letting that go one extra second without being yeah like you well, just you just gave me i think the three best offensive players in the draft oh mcgregor's mcgregor's getting in your head i don't know about that i think uh i think I'd argue Matthews is a better offensive player than McKinnon is. Personally, I like McKinnon more, but in an all-star scenario where the goalies aren't trying, the defensemen aren't trying, I think I like Matthews. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I know. Think, I think Matthews is a better scorer, and I think his stats back me on okay, that one. This is where things start to get a little bit okay, more interesting. I, I, I have David Pasternak here twice, and once of them is misspelled. Just ignore that part. But <laughs> I'll I'll here. That means I'm probably missing somebody, but that's all right. I'll delete him. Uh, now where to go from here? This is where it's gonna start to get tougher because there are a lot of very good options still left on the board. Like you got Pasternak. Boone yeah. Jenner. <laughs> Boone Jenner. I'm gonna take Pasternak. Okay. I won't. I won't complicate. That's not it a terrible pick. No, I don't think it is. I Okay. I mean, looking across the board here, this is I think all of the superstars in the NHL are now gone for the most part. There's a couple players yeah, who are they're, like they're all on my team. <laughs> There's a couple players who are all fringe, but I think the six players we have here are pretty pretty solid. Okay. I think I'm going to go I'm going to go with like hmm this is going to be a tough decision. I think I'm going to go with... I'm going to play the strategy game. Me and LeBron, like, you know, we're, we're in the backward discussion strategy. We've got <laughs> we've got a draft strategy here. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to tip my hand too much as to what, what our strategy is just yet. But I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Jack Hughes. Because I feel oh, like... He said all the, all the true superstars are gone. Yeah, Where okay, that's what I Jack figured. Hughes? He said, said, said all the true, true superstars were gone. Um, I think Jack Hughes is the, the closest one to that at this point in his career. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna well, take him. And, he, and the funny thing a, is, when I said when I said line. fringe, when I said fringe players, I was thinking Jack Hughes. I think he is one of those players who was really walking the line. I, I, if you were to walk up to me on the street and say Jack Hughes is a superstar in the NHL, I wouldn't disagree with you. I just think that. Uh, yeah. I just think that the previous six players are just like maybe a step above him. But not it's not a big step. Uh 
but yeah, now we are now we are truly in that phase of like <laughs> it getting a little bit interesting. Uh You know what? I Are we are we assuming here that it's th th if we're going to do the NHL 24 thing. Are we assuming this is still 3 on 3 or is this 5 on 5? This is 3 on 3. This is 3 on 3. You yeah, have to play it as I don't if know. it's an actual All-Star game. Okay. Um, if it's three on three, then I'm not going to make that pick. I might still make that pick. I'm going to still make that pick. Why, do, why not? Let's, 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 uh, because, yeah, that'd be my top pairing anyway. Yeah, I'm going to take Quinn Hughes here. I'm going to take the two best defensemen off the board. Wow, he's splitting up the brothers, eh? Oh, yeah. You know, my, my thing is this is an all-star game. We don't need defense. I, I would have ta I would have taken him at some point. But come on, yeah. this is this is the game that's going to be about like about like eighteen to fifteen or whatever. I I don't care about defense at this point. I, I'm just going to continue to create like the ultimate dream team. I feel like I've got a pretty good assortment of everybody who's a superstar. I'm going to pick someone who is more of a superstar in the past, but uh, mm. is still having a pretty good season and is still up there and is still probably one of the only good things about his team at this point. And that's Sidney Crosby. That's uh, a good put, put Crosby up on the board. I think I think my squad is looking good. If you told me I could get McDavid, Drysaddle, Jack Hughes, and Sidney Crosby on my team, that is a good. I think I'd you have your only, you have I, four I centers only on. one draft. You have five centers right now, which is the wild thing. Like yep. uh, you definitely can see the strategy. That's for sure. You can definitely see it. I think uh, this, this is called this is called positionless hockey. It's the All Star game. <laughs> We we've all got people. We you just you just gotta pick best player on the board. That's what LeBron was telling me in the back. You just gotta pick oh, yeah. the best player on the board. He scratched some out good wisdom from LeBron right there. It. Some good wisdom. Yeah. Ooh. Now this is where things just get. I've said that the last couple of picks. It's just tough. In my head, I'm looking at all these names and I just feel like there's so many good options. Ah. Uh... I'm Wilson. I'm, yeah. <laughs> That's, that should have been... You know what? If you wanted a really good trade, I would have taken your offer to take Boone Jenner first overall if you took Tom Wilson. I would have been up for that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Mitch Marner here, I think. Adding another right. adding a, a another M to the team. <laughs> another M. Austin That's Matthews' the teammate. That's the strategy. Yeah. That's what McGregor okay. Okay. was telling me in the back. He knows a lot about. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you can see that. You can see the wisdom truly shining through. Can't wait until you take JT Miller with your next pick. Oh, that's All right. be awesome. Um, <laughs> who am I gonna go with? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go someone who's a little bit more of a of a pure scorer. I think he can provide provide a lot of experience. A lot, a lot of playoff experience in terms of performing in the in the clutch, multiple Stanley Cup winner. Uh, we're gonna go Nikita Kucherov on this. That's one. another good pick. Yeah, well, he was the he I was the those. one I was arguing in my head. I was thinking Mitch Marner or Kucherov on that one, and I don't I don't yeah. disagree with that pick. Um, I think I'm gonna go a little bit younger here. A uh, player that hasn't been in the league for too long. I think this is his third or fourth year. I can't remember 
honestly off the top of my head. But I think he adds a little bit of youth to a, not necessarily an older team, but there's a lot of later 20s in here. I'll take somebody who's a little younger. I'm going to take Kirill, or yeah, Kirill Kaprizov. I don't know why I struggled to get that out. But yeah, I'm digging it. All right, that's a pretty good pick. Yep. That's a pretty good pick. Adding another elite scorer mm, to my squad. I'm, I'm realizing not, Pasternak is not the only one who was up there twice. Does this mean we get to pick uh, Frank Vitrano multiple times? If so, I might I might have to do that. Where is he? Is he? Oh, he is up there multiple times. Yeah. So is Clayton <laughs> Keller. Why are they both up there multiple times? Yeah. Holy smokes. No wonder yeah, this. No wonder this. Multiple <laughs> on my team. <laughs> no wonder. No wonder this. This list looks long. Holy! My fourth line of Frank Vitrano, Frank Vitrano, <laughs> and, and uh, Tom Wilson. Holy! It'd <laughs> be over. Dead. Oh, you can um, still have Boone cool. Jenner, Tom Wilson, and Frank Vitrano though. That's pretty elite. You could, that's a killer. That's a killer all-star line. Um, instead of that, I'm gonna go. Um, who am I gonna pick? I'm gonna. The well, spacing I'm here on both of our teams is really starting to piss me off. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm not the only person. I'm the one doing it, and it's pissing me off. I'm gonna just try and like. <laughs> just don't mind me. I'm just gonna. While you make your pick, I'm just gonna look at until your eyes fall out of your head. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to continue with my strategy of not caring about defense because, like, LeBron <laughs> tells me defense doesn't matter. Um, when they gave him the all-time points record, they weren't talking about his defensive stats. That's what he's telling me. So we're going to go... Uh, we're going to go... Hmm. we got to keep going best player available on this one. I'm going to go... Hmm. This is tough. We are getting to the point where a lot of... Oh, no, 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 actually... Screw it. Let's pay. Let's pay tribute to where I am right now. Let's pick up Elias Patterson. Okay, that's a good pick. I give like me that the guy with. Give me the guy with the cool last name. <laughs> Just needs one less T. Okay, that's a that's a respectable pick. There's a lot of. Uh, he's one of those guys that I th I could have saw falling a little bit because I think he's. It's kind of funny. I think he was overrated for a while, but now he's almost underrated. Because he had a couple down years. Without, are? Right yeah. Now? Yeah, no, he's had a very solid season. I think that, uh, yeah, no, he's definitely up there with a lot of the players we've mentioned already. Um, hmm. I am going to go with... I actually despise how many Leafs I have on my team right now, but I think I'm going to go William Knight. Wait, you're gonna Excuse go me. Nylander? I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna Ooh. go Nylander here. Almost half your team is Leafs. I know. I'm Clo closet Leafs fan. Who would have thought? Oh, you wouldn't catch me dead being a Leafs fan, but I can acknowledge the fact that we have a couple talented players. <laughs> I'm gonna leave Morgan Riley on the board there for you. I'm not gonna pick Morgan Riley. I know. I know. Oh. Simon, you're you're fandom. Gosh. Like, you, you really want him on your team. I know, I so, want him uh, so bad because he's well, so good at hockey. I'll, I know, I'll, I'll make sure he's up there for you. Um, <laughs> since this guy, I was going back and forth between this guy and uh, Pedersen, so I might as well just, just pull the trigger on it now. I'm going to go Barzal. Okay. That's I'm thinking he was, he was the guy who I put, I put on my, uh, my Canada international roster because um, I do think he is a very good player. I don't think he's 
Um, I haven't really like heard all that much about him recently, honestly. So I don't know how good of a season he's having, but he um, has been very good for a very long time at this point. Him having him on the third line with Patterson, I feel like that's a decent, uh, decent start of a line right there. I'll find find someone else to round out that three. No, I definitely don't disagree with you either. I think that's a pretty solid line. Um, let's see. I think that I'm going to go with... I'm surprised this guy's fallen as far as he has. In my head, when I think of players who are really like... Another player who's on the fringe in my head. Who I I don't know a lot about him, truthfully. I don't. I haven't watched a lot of Hurricanes. So I haven't been able to watch him very oh, yeah. much. But I think, uh, I think he's, out of all the players that I'm seeing on the boards right now, I'd almost argue he's one of the few players who are still like of that upper level. I think I'm going to take S- Sebastian Ajo here. I think that's probably... That's a good one. pick. That's probably who I'm going to take with my next one. Yeah. Well, it feel and it feels weird that he's still here. He's one of those players. So I have no issue taking him. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go someone I think who's having... Who's having, like, a sneaky good season. I haven't been watching the most NHL this year. Because um, this is my my normal my normal pattern is that I watch NFL until my eyes fall out of my head. And then eventually, once the Super Bowl happens, I start getting back a little bit more plugged into hockey again. Um, so I, would, I was surprised when I looked at the Florida Panthers stat list and oh, saw yeah. that Sam Reinhardt is, like, going he, off this season. He as, was the player that I was fighting good. in my head about. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, that's that's who I'm thinking. Just because of his performance this season, to be outscoring some of those guys on on the team that he's on, um, that's that's kind of insane level production. So I'm more than willing to take a chance on a guy like this at this point in the draft when there's not a lot of like superstars left. Yeah, and I I agree with that. I think that's a really good pick. I think where I'm gonna go here is probably I think. I think we're finally at a point here where I might try and take a swing at one of the players who are going to be playing in between the pipes. Just because in my Ooh. head, and the main reason I'm going, I almost feel like I'm going a little early here with it, is I, I feel like there's a bit of a skill difference between a couple of the goalies on this board, at least in my own head when I look at it. And I think oh, yeah. I, I think there's one player who really stands out, and he's another one of those guys who is really at the top echelon of the sport right now, and I think that's Igor Shosturkin, and I'm going to throw him right okay. on the team. I wanted to take him earlier, but I'm happy I got him now. Well, that's a that's a good point. So I was wondering, I was wondering when the goalies were going to start going because I, I I did think about that. Me, me and LeBron were chatting it up in our in our weekly strategy meetings um, in preparation for the draft, and our strategy ended up being is that we just wait for you to take a goalie because we think there's there's two pretty much equal in, in skill level players out there. Uh, so we'll just wait for you to take one of them and then we're good with taking the other one. And that's going to be Connor Halibuck. Yeah. Put him up there. That's LeBron's pick. That's LeBron's guy. LeBron yeah. loves Winnipeg. Well, and McGregor was saying a lot of the similar thing, a lot of similar things is something that you might know if you follow his career is Connor McGregor does not like leg kicks very much. I'm sure uh, you can picture why he does not like leg kicks very much. So he respects any man who is willing to strap 10 pounds of <laughs> of protection around his legs. So for McGregor, it was very obvious here why you would take a goalie early. But I think for my next pick here, 
I am probably going to try and round up. Hmm. I was leading up to try and say something there, but I don't know. I didn't know who I was going to take off the top of my head. Um, you know what? I'll take... And... I'll take Dallin. Why not? Another defenseman. Right. He feels he feels like he's too good at hockey to still be on the board, so I'll take him. Yes, I just I I haven't taken him because LeBron is screaming at me anytime I try to bring up <laughs> taking a defenseman. So, um, um, with the players that are left, um, it is kind of looking like a little bit rough. But I'm at the point where I'm kind of on my fourth line. I don't know in an all-star game, this doesn't really matter. But fourth line, like you kind of need someone who's a little bit tough. I don't know. Maybe you can start a, start start an all-star game fight first one since John Scott. I don't know. He he seems like the kind of guy to do it. That's Brady Kachuk. He's still got that score and touch. He's still more more than worthy of being an all-star. But he provides a little bit of grit to the team. Uh, we we like having that over here on Team Caleb. LeBron is all about grit and toughness. Oh yeah, big time. He would never sit out any games. Oh, LeBron's all for the fans. Oh yeah. Um, from here, I Kachuk was one of the players I was looking at, and that actually makes my choice a little easier because when I'm looking down this, the board we currently kind of have going here, we're starting to get to the point where we're looking at some players who are, a lot of these players are, it's their first times here, or they're not a player's player who you would normally see here a lot, but they'll make an occasional appearance. I think where I'm going to go next here is probably, I think I'm going to take Dabrinkit. I think that he's had a really good right. bounce back here in Detroit. And I like adding another good playmaker to my squad here. Former teammate of Brady right. Kachuk. I think that's a good pick. I think that's a good That's probably who I was going to go with next. Because, again, we're, we are kind of getting to the point where uh, things are looking a little bit limited. I'm going to go with someone who was recently added. We're going we're gonna to get one of the injury um, replacements off the list. Um, and that's going to be Kyle Connor. Um, I, he's somebody who I think has been underrated for a long time. Um, another really good scorer. Um, I pair him up with his, his teammate in Halibuck. Um, obviously not a lot in terms of chemistry because they're not going to be passing to each other, probably. Um, unless <laughs> Halibuck's making a rush down the ice, unless Coach LeBron schemes up something devious. But uh, he's a good scorer, and in terms of all the other guys on here... Even though the even though he is an injury replacement, I almost feel like he's a lot more deserving than some of these other I guys agree. who are left, like Lindholm or Vitrano or Keller. So put a, put him up there. I do think if we're if we're going by LeBron's strategy of best player remaining, I do think he is probably the best player remaining. No, and I don't disagree with that. I think that uh, he he's another player I've been eyeing for the last little bit because I'm a big fan of. Obviously, we've played a couple here in Calgary. We've played a couple playoff series against. Uh, winnipeg in the last couple years so we've gotten to see kyle connor a couple times and uh, he's a very good hockey player without a doubt i i've always been a big big yep. fan of him i have no issue with that pick i think uh hmm i think where i'm gonna go next here is probably taking who there are a couple players here who i think are on very very equal equal ground at least in my own head I think where I'm going to go is probably by taking the best scorer, at least out of the players that I'm seeing right now, and that's Brock Besser. 
I'm Wilson. Ah, <laughs> oh. oh, you were close. Don't worry. My guessing game's a little bit off. My guessing is a little bit off. I feel like I feel like I'm in your head. But speaking of like which, I'm what guessing that's do, your next pick, and then right? Like, that's, that's who, LeBron's all about grit, like you said. LeBron is all about grit, but uh, I don't know. LeBron LeBron doesn't vibe with Tom. Tom Tom is getting into a little little fisticuffs in, in him in the back room during the commercial break. Uh, Ooh, LeBron's got a little that. bit of a personal vendetta. He's more of a he's more of a Frank the Toronto guy, but he, he he feels like that's a sleeper that can wait. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. If I'm looking, if I'm looking, LeBron LeBron was up late grinding the Frank Vitrano tape. You know what he was. Um, uh, LeBron, LeBron, hmm, me and LeBron, we're, we're looking at this list and we're kind of disappointed with everybody that's left. This is kind of we're getting to the point where it's just power. like just grab someone. <laughs> Which, who would you rather have on your team, Vincent Trocheck or Clayton Keller? <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, possibilities yeah. are endless. Um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with a guy like there's there's only a few people left who I'm like yeah you deserve to be an all star kind of potentially. Um, I think one of those guys is Philip Forsberg. I'm gonna pick. Him. Yeah, that's uh, who. If you didn't, I would have. Um, I think Nashville is having a better season than a lot of people think. Um, yeah, he I don't I glitched out for a second there, but yeah, he's Nashville's having a little bit of a better season than people think. They're kind of on the fringe. Um, and he's the, the star player there. I think he's not nearly as good and hasn't quite ascended to superstar heights like it kind of seemed like he would in his um, younger seasons. I remember when he and Gaudreau were kind of in the race for the Calder that one year. Um, that was a, He was playing insane. I don't think he's ever quite lived up to that, but he's still a player with a lot of talent and is still a star, if not a superstar. So I'm, I'm, me and LeBron are more than willing to, to get him on the team because we've got a little bit of slim pickings left here. Yep, and I'm going to just immediately grab the guy who was sitting right next to him because I think they were really the yeah. two people I was competing with in my head. You made my choice a little easier. I'm going to go Nick Suzuki here. I think he's probably the next best available. He's another center to add to a team. Like we mentioned, this will be three-on-three. Three, so I think it makes – he's one of those players that I I think at least makes a lot of sense to add to a team like this. Yeah. And now, if I'm looking at the if I'm looking at the players left, me and LeBron, because you know LeBron is a defensive guy. He's gonna he's all about defense. LeBron, obviously, except as, when he's choosing looking, yeah, I was gonna say, looking at your board, I think that's pretty clear <laughs> there. Huh? LeBron, LeBron is about defense, but not not about defenseman. He he's a very complicated, nuanced guy. If you ever get to know him, um, I imagine. But I'm, but I, there's a couple, there's a couple, there's a couple players we're interested in that we're looking at that we're like, okay, that could be a good fit. But we also want to, we also think that there, we got some sleepers. So those guys we think we're safe to wait on. We're going to try to, we're going to try to play, play a little defense with our picks here. And we're going to go with JT Miller. Okay. That gonna, makes my gonna choice block a you lot from, from easier. The, we're going to block you from getting the all end team um, because we think that'll just destroy your team chemistry. Um, that's true. Considering how many M names we have now, we've got McDavid, we've got Miller, oh, we've got Matthew Barzell. Oh, I'm shaking in my boots. McGregor things are, things are, things are looking rough. Things <laughs> are looking rough for the plan you guys initially had. That's true. That's true. I think where I'm going to go next here is a player that I think has fallen a little bit further than maybe he deserved to with the season he's currently having. I uh, I was very much hoping that you were not up to up to. Uh, Oh, I'm, I'm blanking on the word. I was very hoping you were behind on your Arizona Coyotes tape on this one. But uh, I'm going to take Clayton Keller here. 
He is just LeBron three... hates the Coyotes. <laughs> LeBron's I, not I, a big I, fan I of Arizona. Any anytime I wanted to watch Coyotes tape, he pulled out a gun thread to shoot me. <laughs> like and he. LeBron you know, took there, offense. There's no way you're going to Arizona. We're not yeah, going but... to Arizona. Only three points under a point per game pace. I think it's honestly disrespectful that he fell this far because he's su he's been such a big part of that Arizona team that seemingly came out of nowhere and is having a very respectable season. I think that uh, he's a he's the obvious one for me at the very least. All right. Now now we're we're getting into it. We've got we've got a few left. There's a lot a lot of goalies left, but I'm not looking to take a goalie yeah. at this point. Yeah, um, I think it's because you're already we can, got one. We can kind like of agree to. We can agree. Two. I was gonna say, yeah. Um, all in terms of, I, I do think. Hmm. No, me, me and LeBron, we're just gonna pull the trigger on who I think is the best player of it left, because even though we think we we could win it out a little bit more, I think the risk is a little bit too high. We're gonna pull a player off of one of the most surprising teams of the 2023-2024 NHL season, the Philadelphia Flyers. We're going to pull Travis Konechny. That's a good pick. Very underrated. Very underrated. This Flyers team is doing fantastic, um, and Konechny is a big part of that, even if he isn't as much of a household name, and if he isn't like a star among the league elite at this point. He's still considered the best player on a Flyers team that is pushing its way into a playoff spot. So... I think that's a great kind of character guy to have on our team. LeBron's all about the character guys. LeBron's a big character guy. Everybody knows that. I, with my next pick here, I think out of all the players left here, I I want to do a quick, I want to quickly look up the stats here. Because I do not know. I am sorry, Robert Thomas. I do not know your game. Okay, that's what I thought. I, I figured, I... I'd heard very good things. He currently has 46 points in 44 games. And I knew he was having a very, very good year. So he's another guy that I think has kind of gone under the radar a little bit across the NHL. And I'm more than happy to add him to the team. He's another center. He's another guy who's pretty solid defensively as well. I'm very happy to have him on the squad. But yeah, we That's a pretty that, good pick. That's the waters pick. are no, not quite as deep as they once were. <laughs> yeah. We're we're looking at these guys and we're we're so LeBron LeBron has forbade me from choosing defensemen so that limits my options. There's only a few forwards left. Um, I'm gonna pick a guy that most people think does not deserve to be here, including me. Um, and we've had extended conversations about this um, in terms of him probably not deserving a spot in the All Star game. But we're we're gonna pick. It's not like he's a bad player. He's had a bad season, but we're we're gonna pick based on. Uh, on what we know he's been in the past. And when you pair this guy with good line mates like he used to have um, with Gaudreau or Monaghan or Kachuk, whenever those combination of those guys were available, Lindholm performs under those situations. So if you give him some all-star line mates, there's a chance he can rack up a few points, provide some decent quality minutes in an all-star game. Put Lindholm on the squad. That's a respectable pick right there. I think, uh, like you said, I think he, I don't agree that he deserves to necessarily be here stats-wise. I think he's had a very big down year, but I, I don't have an issue with it talent-wise. I agree with you. I think you pair him up with a lot of players who are on your team right now. He will have a very, very good showing. I think he's one of those players who doesn't ne can't necessarily shine alone, but when put with other other stars, he can definitely 
he gets elevated, and I think yeah. we'll definitely see that. But uh, I think yeah. next here, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take myself a... I'm probably going to go... Ugh, this is really thin now. I actually think I like Morgan Riley, even if I have to slide him up on forward. Like, <laughs> like at this point, I almost think I love... I, he's, he's so good talent-wise. I've got think, all the Leafs. Yeah, I've got all the Leafs. Yeah, oh, no. Leafs. Leaf, big Leafs fan. Big Leafs big fan. Leafs, big Leafs guy. You know what? But you know, that, I think... Is there the any? Picks. Is there even any more defensemen left on the board? <laughs> I don't think there is. is Bjor has Bjork stranded defenseman? I don't know. No, I don't he's know not. He's, he's a winger. anyone I'm certain about. Okay. No. LeBron has completed his mission. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if you go, if you go Riley, then I've, I've, I've again got limited options. I, I'm gonna, if we're, if we're leaving, we're kind of leaving the goalies to the end here because we already got our starters. I'm, I'm gonna go. We're basically just kind of like closing our eyes and shooting darts randomly. So I'm, I'm going to go with Thomas Hurdle. I feel like he's kind of got the most talent out of anybody left on this list. Um, where he's had some good season, he's had some good performance. Um, I don't, I don't even. Is he still on the Sharks or is he? Was he? He's on the he go to the Devils? I don't even know. Okay, he's still on You're the Sharks. You know Meyer. what? I'm thinking. Oh yeah, I'm thinking Timo Meyer. But Tom, Thomas Hurdle is still the best player on a bad Sharks team, and I, that's one where I think the quality of the team doesn't necessarily. Um, the impact the quality of the player is is hurdle going to be a guy who would be there if we didn't have to choose someone from every team no but is he a bad player no he's a he's a good guy who will will have on this team and he'll he'll maybe do something i can't believe you let him fall this far caleb you 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 done messed up <laughs> you done messed up he's still here you stealing after Toronto? all this time he's still here just sitting there You're in the wake. Jenner. Just sitting in the wake. If I if I had if there was a Martian laser pointing at the planet. If there was a Martian laser <laughs> pointing at the planet and a hockey player needed to hit a three pointer for the entire thing, you know who I want? <laughs> Give me Boone Jenner. No. I think I've made my point. <laughs> no. I had to God do it. God damn it. I know. I know. I know he's your boy. It's okay. It's okay. We'll rebound. We'll rebound. We have options. We have options. Remember, remember, LeBron's <laughs> been grinding this Frank Vitrano tape this entire time. <laughs> and I think he's got a point. Give me Frank. Put up Frank. Put Frank up on the board. Fuck it, Boone. We want Frank. <laughs> Give me Frankie. Ooh, good pick. Respectable pick. I, I think... trust LeBron wholeheartedly. LeBron's been grinding <laughs> that Anaheim Ducks tape. I think where I'm going to go next here is I'm going to go for another one of the injury replacement players. There's only two this year, which is pretty good luck. I'd argue it's pretty good luck. Not including players who just opted out, like Ovechkin, for example, but I'm going to take Vincent Trocek here. He's had a very, very respectable season, 43 points. He's one of those players who goes under the radar a lot because I think he's he's consistently good, but he's not necessarily been consistently great in his career. But this year he's having a very, very good year, so I have no issue taking him here. Yep. That's a pretty good pick. But I'm I'm gonna go I gonna remember, remember, LeBron's a great guy. So LeBron is looking and saying who who's the guy who are who are gonna There's a lot of you know, here. 
<laughs> there was a lot of goalies here. I'm not taking. I'm not taking a goalie. Screw a goalie. Yeah. We're we're getting a guy who can provide a spark to the team. Give me Tom Wilson. Yeah. Only the most talented well, players on LeBron's team. Frank to, to round that out, Wilson, then, to be I'll take Oliver Bjorkstrand, and then you can have a first pick at backup. Okay. Maybe maybe if how we could do goalies, this. How we could do this. If you are actually down, I am so down to just throw these this, these teams in NHL 24. That is an awesome idea. I think that would make for a really good end to the segment. But uh, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, why don't we do that? I think okay. we'll just say we both take a backup here. We'll take one backup. Okay, just one backup. There's too, many, there's too many goalies here, I think. Yeah. I, you don't think that people are clamoring to find out whether we like uh, Jeremy Swayman or Thatcher Demko more? I think uh, I think the people will have to live on this one. The people, sadly, I don't think we're going to see five next. goalies be on a rotation throughout the game. Um, come back next week for the Jeremy Swayman Cam Talbot debate. Unmatched content over here at the Trick Play Podcast. <laughs> oh. um, I, I'm gonna with my pick. I'm gonna take. Maybe this is a Flames fan bias, honestly, but uh, someone who's haunted my dreams for like a couple years now. That's Jake Ottinger. If yep. he can if he can play at all, like he like he did against the Flames. Oh boy, I know he's still a fantastic goalie, but if he can pull out any of that, I don't know. Halibut pulls a quad or whatever. We we got a fantastic backup. Yeah, and I'm going to take Thatcher Demko, another player who we see a lot in the Pacific Division. He at I don't know if he's still holding up to that level that he was at at one point, but I know at a certain point this year he was standing on his head for like the entire season and just doing incredible for Vancouver, so I think he's a good pick there. Whether we'll actually see them in our incredible matchup that if all things go well in the recording of it, because <laughs> I don't know if this will work, um you will get to witness uh you probably won't see the backups but who knows maybe a judgment call will have to be made when one of us is losing by four probably caleb no no probably i I don't know lebron lebron's got good strategy lebron has drawn up some good plays there's no chance in hell we're ever trailing in this game mark my words do you have a score prediction not a chance do you have a score or you know what maybe we should wait maybe we should wait 18 to not 18 to nothing for me (laughs) Well, fuck you. 21 to nothing. <laughs> you ain't ready. Toronto hat trick. Have you Frankie seen Boone Jenner's trick. game? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know game. LeBron knows game. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't know if we'll be able to set up a, fi- a three-on-three game. That's the most interesting thing to me about this entire thing. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to find out. I'm excited, though. This will be fun. Hey, this is a little message to all our audio listeners out there. Just so that you know that uh, the podcast is a little shorter this week on the audio side because we did a little extra segment where we took both the teams that we both drafted, both me and Caleb, and basically pitted them against each other on NHL to see how they'd, or NHL 24, sorry. And it was a super entertaining game, but we pretty much realized that that probably won't translate well to the audio side of the podcast. So we figured that it would probably just make more sense to take it out here and just throw out there that if it's something that does interest you, make sure to go check it out over on our YouTube channel. It's its own segment as well as a part of the draft segment. So make sure to check that out if it interests you. If not, don't worry about it. The rest of the podcast is still right here for you on the Fresh Take Network. So make sure to stick around. 
we will move now into the world of the NFL. And obviously, we just passed what is, most people think is the best weekend of football of the year. That's the divisional round playoffs. Uh, we had the Niners beating the Packers, the Ravens beating the Texans, the Lions beating the Bucks, and we had, to finish it all off in the best game of the weekend, we had the Chiefs beating the Bills. And now what this sets us up for is what I think will be a great conference championship weekend. Um, next Sunday, starting with the AFC championship, I think that's at uh, whatever that is, like 3, 3.30 Eastern, maybe. Um, and then we got the... Uh, NFC Championship starting, I think that's 6.30 Eastern. I'm in Pacific time. I don't know why I'm going to Eastern time, but um, either way, uh, we'll start We'll start off by previewing the AFC Championship because um, that one happens first, and I think this one is maybe the more interesting matchup. Um, it's a duel between two quarterbacks who I'm honestly surprised have not played each other in the playoffs quite yet, and that's Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, what do you have, you have to say about this matchup, Seven? I know you watched a little bit of that Chiefs versus Bills game. Um, what what do you think about this matchup going into it? Um, I think it's going to be a very good one. I think it should be very competitive. I think it's honestly a little odd to me to see Patrick Mahomes here this year after everything. I think a lot of people have been very looking down on this Chiefs team, and I think they've actually proved a lot of people wrong just even being here. I actually, this is a very weird thing because, like you said, never played each other in the playoffs, which feels weird. Like, you'd think they would have. But uh, yeah. I think this is a rare example of... If you were to have told me that going into this game, Patrick Mahomes would probably be an, the underdog going into this year, I would be very, very shocked. But now we're here, and it really does feel that way. I feel like this Baltimore Ravens team has done everything they've needed to show that they are... Probably the team to beat this year on that side of the of uh, in the AFC, and I think that I think this is going to be really good. I think it'll be very very competitive, just like what we saw to the Josh Allen or the Bills uh, Bills Chiefs games. I think we're going to see another really competitive football game. I think uh, hopefully we see even more of a quarterback duel. I think this has a chance to be another all time classic. And uh, yeah. personally. I think I'm cheering for Lamar. I don't know about you, Caleb, but I think I'm I'm tired of seeing yeah. the Chiefs dynasty here. I kind of want to see something new. Yeah, even even though the Chiefs are the they they completely are the underdog, like you said. And I I, I think I do want to go back to something you said in terms of them proving people wrong. It's so hard to say because I don't their their, their playoff run has just been weird so far because. I don't know if it's proving people wrong as much because they were genuinely not very good in the regular season. There's a reason that Mahomes is playing on the road in the playoffs for his first time and for the first time in his career. Um, there's a reason that's happening. It's because they weren't very good and they didn't have the weapons and the offense wasn't clicking. But now that we've gotten to the playoffs, it's almost like Mahomes has opened up another gear where he's playing up to that level again, where his playmakers are finally making plays for him. And it's like, like, uh, we're taping this on Mondays, like last night, um, it was the Bills who looked like the ones who had a disjointed offense and couldn't get their receivers going. Well, Mahomes is kind of chucking the ball downfield to guys like Rasheed Rice, and it's looking just okay. Um, when I when I look at this matchup, I am going to be cheering for the Ravens here, and I do think they are going to come out on top. I think for as good as the Chiefs have played compared to expectations this postseason, if you just look at the divisional round matchups, 
the Ravens were the only one to really kind of dominate theirs. It was tied going into halftime, but in that second half, they totally pulled away from Houston, and that defense just leaves no chance. And I think Kansas City is a good matchup. Um, I think Kansas City's defense um, is kind of up to par with the Ravens' defense. I think they're pretty similar groups, if not Baltimore being a little bit better. But I do think Baltimore's offense is significantly better. Lamar has played significantly better than Mahomes this season. You can never count out Mahomes. Um, obviously, um, it's Mahomes, and he's going to be playing the best football of the season because he, he plays up to these moments. But I think the Ravens are just too good at this point. They they beat up on that bad Texans team. Or not not that bad Texans team. That Texans team was uh, very good. My point is that um, the, the Ravens are just fantastic this year. Um, I really don't see them losing. I'm, I'm not going to be 100% confident in it because it is Mahomes. But if I'm going to have to pick anyone, I, I'm going to pick the Ravens in a bit of a close game. I think... Um, it's going to be Lamar's first trip to the Super Bowl, which seems uh, it seems like it's a little, been a little bit long for him before reaching one. He's deserved to reach one for a long time now, so I hope he gets the chance. And I don't disagree. I Like I said, I think uh, Lamar's the favorite in this one, in this heavyweight matchup we've got going on here, and I do think he's going to take it. I agree with you. I think uh, if I were a betting man, I would definitely put my money on Lamar and the Ravens after the season they've had. And... Uh, I know a guy who's a pretty big Ravens fan that uh, if they make it to the Super Bowl, I will not hear the end of it. So maybe it's it's a little bit of a I don't know. It's a little there's a little bit of me that wants to see them lose just to, just for that reason. But ah, they're probably gonna get it. And I'd like to see Mahomes have to go play golf for at least two weeks. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know? Did you know this stat about Mahomes? I didn't know this until this weekend. Uh, Mahomes has been the starter for the Chiefs for six years. He has been in the AFC Championship I know. every single time. I know. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. But there is precedent for him losing in the AFC Championship, right? Um, obviously lost to the Bengals, has lost to Brady and the Patriots. Um, this is the round where we can see him slip up um, against really good teams. And I think if there was ever a year for him to lose in the playoffs, it's this year. I think the biggest matchup to highlight in this game is um, how the Chiefs' passing attack lines up against this Ravens' defense. Um, you look at the Bills' defense that they played last week, that was a beat-up unit. That was a, they have so many injuries on that side of the ball. Jordavius White has been out for a long time. Matt Milano has been out for a long time. Um, they're down to, like, third stringers. They were talking about, like, they, only, they literally only had, like, four linebackers available to them on defense. I do think this Chiefs offense has played significantly better than they have for a large portion of the year. And I think that can be attributed to a lot of their success. But I also think that they've gotten a, some favorable matchups in terms of defense with injuries for both Buffalo and Miami in the first round. This Ravens defense is playing at a full clip. They just completely shut down CJ Stroud and Texans, um, who had been a good offense all year. Their only touchdown coming off of the punt return touchdown. Um, so this Ravens group is absolutely spectacular. And I wouldn't be shocked with like with how the Chiefs offenses has played all year. If you're looking at the playoffs is such a small sample size that I wouldn't be shocked to see them revert to kind of what we've seen from them all year, especially against a group that's as good as this Ravens defense. They have so many stars out there. They have a fantastic coordinator and Mike McDonald, who has just been destroying some of the best offenses in the league. 
Um, Lamar doesn't even have to play. I don't even think he'll have to play that spectacular just because of how good this Ravens defense is. Yeah, no, and like I said, I don't even disagree with you. I think that at the end of the day, Baltimore has the better team. And uh, whether the better team wins here, we'll have to see. I think that is the question, right? Like, it's not, we're not debating whether the Chiefs or, or uh, sorry, Chiefs or uh, Ravens are the better team here. We're talking about who's going to win on Sunday. I think it's Sunday. Games were weird this yep. weekend. It was like all weekend long. So I was, I don't know, I'm all over the place. But I, I think it'll just come down to, like you said, how Patrick Mahomes does. I think Mahomes is the story. I think if he can find some way to put the team on his back once again, they have all the power in the world to win. Because that's all it takes. Mahomes just needs to play like Mahomes and they'll win. Or they'll have a chance to win at the very least. But if he, they go out there and the Ravens play the type of game that we know that defense can play. I don't know, man. It'll be interesting, especially with how we just saw the Chiefs defense pretty much just get lit up by Josh Allen on the run. I believe he had two rushing touchdowns, or did he have more? He had a lot. Just think about Lamar. I believe he had two. Yeah, like it's... Yeah. I don't know. I, I personally, like I said, I think this is a bad matchup for the Chiefs. I think this is the last team you want to be playing right now. I think... uh they, they had a very close game with the Bills, like you said, but the Bills don't have half the defense the Ravens do. Expe- at least not at yeah. this point in the season. So I think, uh, yeah, like I said, I the Ravens are very easily... They have... This is their game to lose, completely. Yeah, I think it's their Super Bowl to lose, frankly. Um, I, I would take the Ravens against anybody in the NFL that we have left. I mean, and we've seen that. I mean, they haven't played. They didn't play the Chiefs this year, I believe, but they played both the Niners and Lions, and they pretty thoroughly undressed both of those teams. The Lions especially, 38-6. to six. Um, And the, the Niners, we all saw that game on Christmas Day where they single-handedly destroyed Brock Purdy's MVP case. Um, they're just such a strong team right now, and honestly, it, it would just be so disappointing for them to lose at this point. Okay, um, do you they wanna, really have everything guarded. Do you want to move to the other side of the... Super Bowl. Yeah, we can we can use that to, to transition into the uh, the NFC side of things. Niners Lions. Now I don't think there's ever been as much of a good guy bad guy dynamic in a game ever. Uh, maybe I'm just saying that because I'm a Seahawks fan um, and I hate the Niners with a burning passion um, and I think their team is stupid and I hate them. But everybody's been on the Detroit bandwagon. It's just such a feel good story with how little playoff success they've had. Um, but obviously they're not a perfect team and the Niners have been really good all year. Um, I think this will be a close game. I think this will be a good one. Um, not a matchup we've seen in the regular season. So a lot of unknowns going into it. How do you think this one will play out, Simon? It hurts me to say, but I think this is again, a very similar scenario to the thing on the other side where one team here is very clearly the better team in my opinion. It's, and I think it's, at the end of the day, I said it last time, I'm going to say it again here, it's the 49ers game to lose here. I think if their defense goes out there and plays like they've had, like they've played all season long, they've had a spectacular defense, they've had a spectacular offense, all around, like as a balanced team, they are probably the best pound-for-pound pound team in the NFL right now. And it's not, like, I don't think that's a controversial well, statement. Well, the Ravens. You the think Ravens. the Ravens? You think so? I think the, Ra- well, the Ravens completely destroyed them on Christmas Day. That's fair. in front of the national yeah. audience. They I just some... I'm just talking about when I look at a roster just on just talent wise. That's what I'm talking about here. I just think that this 49ers team is so good and they've been so good for the last two seasons. 
I I just think that it would be a disappointment for them if they didn't come out on top in this one. I I'm cheering for the Lions. I'm saying that and then immediately going here that I want the Lions to win. Like you said, it's good guy good guy bad guy here and everybody wants the Lions to win here. But it's just it's so tough for me to sit in front of you right now and go I think that the Lions are going to win this football game because I don't know if I do. I think that if the 49ers go out and play the way we've seen them play for the majority of this season, I I think it's going to be a tough game for the Lions. I I uh I mean, I don't know. I hope it's. I hope the Lions win. That's all I'm gonna say. Past that, I guess. Yeah, I think um, if I'm looking at things, I don't necessarily disagree with everything you said. I think the Niners. The Niners have been a very good team. I think um, they. They obviously they've been in this for a long time. We can go back to uh, Niners Chiefs. They were. That was a, a while ago now. Um, I believe that was pre-pandemic even, and we're looking at this team, and it's a lot of the same narratives, a lot of the same roster, a lot of the same core pieces. Obviously, very similar coaching staff with Kyle Shanahan. Um, but I don't know. I'm looking at recent performances, and I'm looking at the last game we saw with them against Real Competition in the Ravens, and they got pretty thoroughly cooked. I'm looking at their last playoff game against the Packers, where if That's you don't watch point. that game, you look at it and you think, okay, the Niners won as expected. But if you watch, if you watch that game all the way through, no, you I, saw that. And I agree with you as well. So- the Packers were putting up one hell of a fight. I I watched a bit of that game with my dad, who uh, is and and I just want to say this, just a shout out to my dad, who was the biggest bandwagon football fan on the face of the earth in the 90s he was a fan of he hasn't watched football like consistently in about 20 years and uh but he'll tune in when either the cowboys or 49ers are good (laughs) wow (laughs) and just think of think of the timing with the 90s and the cowboys thing but yeah shout out to that so i was watching this with him and uh again i'm also a seahawks fan not as big as you caleb but like i'm still i'm still definitely not a big fan of the 49ers so I was def I was cheering for the Packers and uh, it was pretty it was pretty sad to see them lose because I think it would have been a very cool matchup to see here with two sort of underdogs if we saw Packers Lions and a divisional matchup as well. Yeah. Division rivals that and that would have been in cool. Detroit as well, which has yeah. been a fantastic environment. Yeah, I was really disappointed in that too because, like you said, like the Packers, the Packers not only put up a fight like you put it, they should have won that game. They were the better team. Um, because it's just some unfortunate plays that went the Niners' way. When you have, they had three red zone trips in the first half and no touchdowns off of it because they had to kick a couple of field goals and they went for it on fourth and one and barely missed it. Were short by inches. Um, I'm, I don't know. I think this Packers team, well, they were hot and they were coming into the playoffs really strong. I don't think they're quite as good as this Lions team. I do think this Lions team is better, so if this Lions team can play up to what we've seen at their peak, then I think they absolutely can win this game. I think they absolutely can win this game. And maybe that's wishful thinking, because absolutely, I I don't think I've never I don't think I will have ever cheered harder for a non for a certain result in a non Seahawks game. Like I'm I'm it's my love for the Lions at this point who have become mine, and I think everybody's adopted team in the playoffs. 
I'm going to be cheering for them. But I'm also going to be cheering so hard against the Niners, which I do every single year. So maybe that every colors my game. perception a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that colors my perception a little bit, but I do think the Lions have a real shot. If the Niners play like they did um, yep. on Saturday against the Packers, I do think a big thing is Debo Samuel is quite like, we don't know if he's going to play this game. I think he avoided the worst in terms of injury news. I believe it's something with his shoulder. Um, but you could see how much different that offense looked when he's not in the game, how much more one-dimensional they are, and I think that that's something Detroit can take advantage of. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I still stand by what I said right off the jump when we when we first opened this uh, segment. I think, uh, like you said, I think the Lions totally have the talent to win here. I think everybody wants them to win. I still think that it's the 49ers. At the end of the day, it's their game to lose. I said that earlier. I'll say it again. Because like I like you said, if they play like they did against the Packers, the Lion and the Lions capitalize on that, they'll win, right? I think we can both agree on that, right? Like it's just, it's what 49ers team are we gonna see here? That's the question, right? If they show up and they look really, really good, look like a team that wants to go to the Super Bowl, I think I don't know if there's a lot that could stop them here. But if they come out and play like they did against the Packers, play against the like they did against the Ravens in all of those games that they just didn't look too impressive in, I don't disagree with you. I think this is, I yeah. I think this is a very good opportunity to potentially see a very big upset here and see the good guys go to the Super Bowl. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I think the the biggest key in this game for me, other than I think Debo Samuel is a big one. I think if he plays, then the Lions are going to have significantly a significantly tougher time winning. But I think the biggest key is those that's been highlighted in a couple broadcasts. Those liners, Lions corners are not exactly the greatest. We saw it in the Tampa Bay game. As soon as Tampa starts going to the outside and trying to win one-on-one with Mike Evans, um, they just torch him down the field. Uh, that's why I think Brandon Ayuk is another player to watch because he's more of their deep threat. If Purdy can get it to him, um, down the sidelines, deep, um, and kind of burn Detroit down the field to get some big plays, I think Detroit's going to have a tough time keep, keeping up. But if Purdy's unable to do that, um, if he's inaccurate like we saw him in the Packers game, I know there was rain and weather conditions, um, but it still was not a great performance for him. Um, but if he's able to kind of push the ball down the field, I think he's going to have a good chance to win. I also think, the, um, like you said, this Niners defense is pretty good. I think... Um, it's going to be an issue of how the Lions are able to exploit that because they've had a good offense, but it can be a little bit streaky. Um, like we saw it in, it's seen, we've seen it in both their playoff games, where against the Bucs, it was a defensive battle throughout the first half and a little bit into the third quarter. And then they rattled off touchdown, 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 back to back to back to back. Um, same thing in their game against the Rams. They were excellent to start the game, but then they kind of had to hold on for dear life as the Rams were coming back and they were having like literally no offensive momentum. I think if they're able to be consistent, I don't think you can have that same kind of like streaky nature against the Niners because I think a team like the Niners is going to be able to capitalize on that. But I think if you are able to sustain that a little bit and not have as much of a kind of period where you're not putting up points, allowing the Niners to get back into the game or take an insurmountable lead, um, I think they'll be able to, to win. I, if I'm, this is the game I, I think I'm more conflicted on. I'm pretty confident that the Ravens are going to beat the Chiefs. I think this one will be a little bit closer. I will pick the Lions in the end. I'm going to go with the upset okay. on this one. I think maybe this is a little bit of my homerism talking, but I am going to pick the Lions. Um, I just think what I saw out of them last weekend 
in terms of both teams, um, I'm confident that uh, the Niners aren't quite the peak Niners right now. And I think if there's any team that can take advantage of that, it's going to be Detroit. Yep. And I the funny the funny thing is I don't necessarily disagree with that pick. I just think uh, at the end of the day, if to me it comes out to just I I don't know I I fully think that this 49ers team is going to come out and give a give us their best in in this game against the Lions. I think if I were to give a pick, I think it's going to be a lot closer. Like you said, it, I have a hard time making a pick here. I think I think. Uh, I very much lean towards the 49ers. I just because I think uh I don't I don't even know. My, it's a gut feeling more than anything I think with this one. Like it just feel this feels like the Lions have been on this like I don't want to call it a miracle because they have been good all year, but it it feels weird to see them here, right? Like yeah. and I just think that at a certain point I'm sort of I keep waiting for them to fall off. I keep waiting for them to fall off and I I, I just getting this gut feeling it's going to be th- this Sunday. I just think that this 49ers team is so insanely talented and they have they have all of the tools. Like it, let's say Debo Samuel doesn't play, which sucks for them. I still think they have enough to to pull it off. But I mean, I think this will be this will probably be the game to watch, I think. This will be yeah. this will be probably the best one you'll want to tune into. This is this is the primetime one. NFC Championship. There's a reason it gets that primetime slot. Although, I mean, it hasn't been the best in recent years. But um, I think this would be a good one. I think this would be a good one. Um, before we wrap up the se- assignment, the, the assignment, the segment. The, uh, the assignment. <laughs> God, school, school is God, I feel bad brain. for what um, teacher has to fucking mark this shit. Holy <laughs> We're getting an A plus. Trick Trick Play has been stellar. Um, That's true. We've been good the last couple of weeks. We 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 have been good. Um, but uh, we're it, before we wrap up the segment, I'm going to ask you a question. Now this is going to be out, out of the out of the four possible Super Bowl matchups. We've got Ravens Lions, Ravens Niners, Chiefs Lions, Chiefs Niners. Not going off of what you think will happen, but what Super Bowl matchup you want to see. Oh. What's your number one pick? Which game do you want to see? Oh, that's easy. Ravens Lions. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I think, uh, cause just because it it'd be similar to this 49ers Lions game here, where it's like you'd get the perfect you you have a clear underdog and you have a clear favorite, right? Like, and yeah. everybody's gonna be cheering for that underdog. Everybody's cheering for that underdog. Like I just think. Uh, I don't know. That'd be so that'd be so good. <laughs> that'd be a good one. I think it's one of those I feel like we don't see that enough anymore where there's other than the only thing and I know Caleb you're going to disagree with me on this one just because of where you stand on the Rams. The only comparison I can think of where there was a clear like fan favorite was that Rams season where it was Matthew Stafford with one last chance to win win it all, right? Like it was well, That was absolutely not a fan favorite. You I hated that so? team. That was absolutely terrible. <laughs> well, because think, that's, think, that's think, the way I looked at who it. They're, think of who they're going. Yeah, I was I I was annoyed at you in that season because you were cheering <laughs> against my beloved Bengals. Because sure. think, think about who was on the other team. Yeah, yeah, like the, yeah, sure. The Rams had a good story, and honestly, as much as I 
this is maybe a good testament to the Rams because as much as I hate that team, I was cheering a little bit for like I wasn't mad that Matthew Stafford won. Exactly, he but that's a ring. that's I, just what I'm I was saying. Okay about I that. think but, we would. This is but, like can you name can you name franchise. can you name a season where it's been so clearly it's one team that wants everybody wants to win over the other. It's just a clear okay clear cut favorite. I will say this, probably any season where anybody was going up against the Patriots. Sure. Maybe Falcons-Patriots would be the last big one. Yeah. Rams-Patriots, I'm biased, so maybe that one too. But, like, Super Bowl 51, everybody would have wanted to. Well, I don't know. I don't know if Rams-Patriots also just because of how controversial that NFL NFC championship was. I feel like yeah, that, maybe, that maybe took away from some people who that wanted to win it. it. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'd probably agree with you. That Atlanta Falcons-Pats game was probably the last one. Or Eagles-Pats. Eagles-Pats. Eagles, Eagles, oh, there won. you go. Yeah. That was no, that's, that's You know yeah, what? That's, that's the obvious one. Yeah. So. Yeah. With, like, Foles? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, that's that's a really good one, actually. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I think this has the potential to be as legendary as that. If the Lions go out there and just, like, pull off. Just, like, Jared Goff. Like, this whole team is just, like. Has the potential to Jared make the Goff best. Jared outdoodling Lamar. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I want to see, though. That'd be good. I, I imagine yeah. you have the same opinion. I actually don't. Really? Um, I, I I hold back a little bit because I don't think this is what, again, with the with the thing, like, I don't think this is what will happen. Um, but the thing that gives me pause in this Ravens-Lions matchup is that regular season game, I don't want to see a 38-6 to Super Bowl. I know it'll probably be closer than that. I know that was probably an aberration, but I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, yikes, like these two teams may not match up very well. What I want to see, obviously it's not going to be any of the ones with the Niners in it. I want to see Chiefs-Lions. I think that would be a fantastic game because I think it would be, I mean, plenty of people have pointed this out. It's super poetic for the season to start with Chiefs-Lions as the first game. And then to end with Chiefs Lions as the Super Bowl, that's really cool. And I think for I think it would still have that same dynamic you were talking about, Simon, because it is yep. still the Chiefs haven't been as good, but it's still no, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. For the Lions to come out and beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, that would still be absolutely fantastic. Um, and we saw like that that season kickoff game was was a great game. It was a one point game. Those teams are super close. Um, I think that would be a great matchup. Um, I don't know. I, the the Lions Ravens would probably be my second choice, just because I don't want to see the Niners. But um, I think this would be a closer matchup, and it would still have that same kind of like underdog dynamic that you're talking about in terms of the upstart Lions going against the the defending Super Bowl champions. Yep, yeah, I I like that too. I just think uh, if I could change my pick, I think I'd I'll stick to what I said. But I do agree. I think that'd be really really cool. I, like, I think it does have the same level of... Uh, I think the only reason I'd stick to the Ravens-Lions is just because, like you said, there is an opportunity there for it to be a 36 to whatever Super Bowl. Like, that is definitely there. But what if it isn't? What if the Lions go out there and give the Ravens, like, a real mo- run yeah. for their money out of nowhere? Like, that game just has the potential to be, like, legendary. That would be the biggest upset since that Philly Super Bowl, I think. Yeah. I think that would be an even bigger upset almost. I know I know Nick Foles, uh, nobody would have expected that. 
Um, except, except me, I did. I did make that. I placed it. This is the only. I think I've talked about this before. That's the only sports betting I've ever done. I put ten dollars on the Eagles to win Super Bowl Fifty Two. Won that. And never gone back since. I'm one and zero. So way to do it. Okay. Yep. Well, I think we can wrap up this segment. We've been talking about this for a while. Next segment. Yep. I don't know what we're talking about next, but next. Whatever, Simon, basketball. what are we talking about? Basketball. basketball. Basketball? All right. So in the big NBA news of the week, this is something that's kind of been brewing for a while, the Raptors kind of tearing their franchise down. Long gone are the days of 2019 and the days of Kawhi where they're out here beating the Warriors and kind of ending the dynasty and, uh, and sending the first ever NBA championship to Toronto. Those days are long gone. Um, that started first with uh, OG Anubi to the Knicks, which we talked about in another segment, which you can find on our channel. Um, uh, but this is probably the bigger of the two trades, the bigger player, which is Pascal Siakam. He is going to the Pacers. And that trade, the full trade details, I believe, are um, Siakam for Bruce Brown, Jordan Nwora, and three first-round picks. Now, obviously, Huge deal uh, anytime a player like Siakam and that many picks are getting thrown around. Uh, pretty NBA-altering move. What do you like about this trade? What do you not like about this trade in terms of what it means for the Raptors and for the Pacers? Um, well, that's that's an inter- that's not necessarily the way I was looking at it. So that that would take me a second to collect my thoughts on that because I think it's I think it is a little. I think the Raptors got exactly what they were looking for. If we want to start on that side, I think, uh, like you said, this isn't the Raptors team that we saw that beat the Warriors. I actually think it's kind of funny that we've seen the that Warriors team has actually stuck around longer than the Raptors did. But uh, that's true. Like, uh, so it's just been it's been wild to watch the this all unfold. But I think they made the right choice. I think you got as much for Siakam as you possibly could because I don't know if this is just me not paying enough attention but it feels like he hasn't been as good as he was at during those like prime raptors years and i think you're taking advantage of uh and that could just be the hype around when he first came started playing well in toronto but uh i don't know at least to me to my understanding of it i think this is a good move i think you're capitalizing on a player who is still considered a star who's still fairly young to my knowledge i think uh Getting three first-round picks for any player is a very good haul. You're getting another player who, in Bruce Brown who's very, very very serviceable, has been a part of some very good teams. I believe he was on the Nuggets, if I remember correctly. And uh, yeah, he's been on some good teams. He's going to add a, a good presence to that locker room as well. I think that uh, as for the Pacers, you're just adding another really solid player, and their team continues to get better. I think this Pacers team is starting to turn into a real juggernaut for the first time since when they back when they had Paul George, and I'm all for it. I think uh, it's always really cool whenever Indiana is a good team. I think they've got very, very uh, – you wouldn't know it necessarily if you just looked at the landscape of the NFL, but I think they have very devoted fans. And I think it's, I think it's cool whenever we get to see them just play at a high level. Like, hopefully we'll start to get to – I think they have a very, very good team, and they have a chance to go very far in the East. So I'm excited to see that. I think uh, Pascal Siakam, I, uh, obviously, I from what I heard, he was disappointed to have to leave Toronto. But I can't imagine he's necessarily too sad with his destination. I don't know if he necessarily could have gone to a better, better place, at least in my opinion. 
Yeah, it, it always seemed like a great fit. And I think for the Pacers, I am a little bit more on the side of the Pacers winning this trade. Um, because I do think it's exactly what you needed in terms of another star to pair with uh, Halliburton. Um, because he's been playing out of his mind this season. And to give him another kind of star-level player like Siakam, um, it really just elevates them from, I think, kind of the fringe-level contender to a team that can actually make noise and go far um, in the playoffs, like you said. Um, it'll take obviously take some time to build some chemistry, but I do think that's something um, that can be done. I think it looks... I think this trade, this is something, because I'm... I'm not the biggest, like, I'm, my NBA fandom has always been, I'll, I'll watch more NBA and I'll cheer really hard when the Supersonics eventually come back, <laughs> but obviously living in Canada, um, I'm like a friend, I'm a fringe Raptors fan, if I had to pick a team to cheer for, that would be what I'd pick, um, so obviously I take a little bit more interest in this than a lot of the other moves, and just reading some of the stuff around it, and then reading some more Raptors fan reactions, a good point was made is that um the haul that the Raptors got well you initially read it and you think three first round picks that's fantastic um you have to remember where in the first round they're going to be because yes. they're coming yeah. from indiana yeah. who's going For to sure. be really good and is going to go deep in the playoffs these are going to be late first round picks and basketball isn't like football and isn't like football mostly and hockey to a lesser extent where you're going to be finding like great players in the end of the first round it's a significantly lower hit rate if you want to get very good in basketball you're going to have to have those picks inside the top 10 and that's not what they're getting um so that's not exactly the best value and i've heard that this two of the, those picks are from the upcoming draft and i know that that draft is not necessarily the best um, in terms of the talent that's available. So um, the, if you're the Raptors, you're going to hope you, you find a gem or two with those three picks, but um, it's not necessarily setting you up very well. Um, I do think it's probably the most you could have got for him. I know a lot of Raptors fans are upset he wasn't traded sooner, as in last year, um, to get a little bit more value for him. But um, I do think it's a pretty pretty decent deal but i do think the pacers got the better end of it just because because of the quality of player that siakam is and because um those first round picks likely aren't going to be very high so they're probably weren't giving up that much anyways yeah and that side of things i do understand pretty well i because i do agree with you the first round picks aren't necessarily worth a lot i just think you're that's as good of a haul as you were ever going to get for siakam for one at least this season. I don't imagine if you send him anywhere else, you're going to get anything different. And look at it like this. There's not really a prospect you could have gotten for Siakam, in my opinion, that would be of value of those three first-round picks you ended up getting, if you want to look at it like that, mm -hmm. that you could have traded for him. So at the end of the day, at least to me, I look at it as you got what you were going to get. I think when trades like these happen... and usually the team that's trading away the star loses that's how it works and in this case i don't necessarily disagree with you the pacers are winning they did exactly what they needed to do they traded away three picks that maybe aren't going to be worth a lot to them when they're contending for a guy who will help them contend even better when you are in the position they are in they did exactly what they're supposed to do but that being said i do think uh i don't think the raptors necessarily lost the trade because of the fact that 
you got you got what you were gonna get, right? Like uh, if you're not gonna be able to hold on to Siakam for your tank or for your just rebuild, this is what you were gonna get for him. It was either this or you let him walk in free agency whenever his contract runs out, right? Like it's just it you got I don't I don't know I'm just repeating what I was what I said, but I, I that's my opinion on it at least. Yeah, and I I think you're right. I think that um, it probably was the most you can get out of it. Um, so in that case, good job to Masai Ujiri or whoever's making the moves in Toronto now um, for pulling the strings on that, making that decision, and getting as much value as you possibly could for him. I do think you probably should have pulled the trigger on that early because I know the Raptors were not contending last year either. And you probably could have gotten a lot more for a guy like Siakam or even uh, a newbie then. Um, but... If I'm, yeah, if I'm the Raptors fans, I think that's what I'm most upset about. Um, definitely going to be a pretty big rebuild. I know they're they're going to focus more around building around Scotty Barnes. Hopefully, they can get a good player um, with those draft picks to kind of pair with them and start that ground up rebuild. Because um, if you're looking at a guy like Barnes, that he's going to be pretty special. And I know he's I know it's been a little bit up and down since he won. Um, rookie of the year. I know he, he had a little bit of a slump and has kind of rebounded since, but um, he has shown absolutely the potential to be a star. And you probably want to rebuild pretty quick just to make sure he wants to stay around in Toronto. And I know there's been no indication that he doesn't, um, but uh, you want to you want to start rebuilding that core as quickly as you can, I think. And hopefully those first round picks help that. Um, but I, I do think that um, if they had traded a little bit, traded him a little bit earlier, maybe you could have pulled a little bit more, maybe pulled a prospect like you like you were talking about Simon to uh, that has a little bit more value than those those three first round three very late first rounders. Yeah, yeah, and I I guess I guess I agree with that as well. Like I agree with that sentiment, but I don't know if I have much left to add. Truly. I think it just comes down to two teams getting... They got exactly what they both wanted. I think whether the yeah. Raptors could have gotten more if they traded him a year ago, that's... At this point, what are you going to do about it, right? Like, they got what they were going to get now. And I think that's more what I mean. I, I don't know if I'm... If I'm a Raptors fan, I can't... Don't know if I... And I'm not. But if I was, I don't think I'd be mad about it. I think... Uh, sure, you're upset that you're losing a guy who was part of your championship squad, and I understand that completely. But I think, uh, as for the haul, you you got a pretty decent haul. I think three first-round picks should, while uh, it isn't as valuable as it is in the NHL, NFL, what have you, it is still valuable. It is There is still a reason they're there. And I think even if it is a weaker draft class, whenever you have those first-round picks, you are going to have a chance to get somebody special. And that's the risk you're taking. Yeah. You're now getting three more chances to get someone special. And uh, I think you got to look at it like that if you're a Raptors fan, at the very least. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into Trip Play this week. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure to check us out everywhere. We got Boom, Fresh Take Network. If you're listening on audio platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff, check that out there. <laughs> um, otherwise, subscribe to us on YouTube. Check us out Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that good stuff. We are on all the platforms where you can find things. Um, we'll start off. We, I, I think I normally do my shout out first, but, uh, but Simon, <laughs> I think, I think, I think you got one. That's sure. uh, that's Ellie ready to have my shout out. There we go. Subscriber, you'll make Ellie very sad. Look at how sad she is. 
It's a sad golden Aww. retriever. You're supposed to cry. There you go. Aww. There you go. I'm gonna let her go really quick here because this is this is hurting me a lot more than I think. Well, actually, no. She could sit like that. There we go. She's out of the she's out of the view now, but uh, maybe I can <laughs> the good, good tilt trick, it down. Good trick for the cameo. Yeah, you can see how dirty there my floor are. is. There we go. <laughs> I think she's a little bit more happy like this. There we go. What's your what's yeah, your uh, shout out? My my shadow for the week. I don't think it's gonna be gonna be quite as exciting. What what was my shadow gonna be? Oh yeah, my my shadow was gonna be um, a very very uh, sport relevant one. We're we're gonna go with the random the the random season ticket holder for the Lions that they keep cutting to in all of the Lions games. Um, he's been a season ticket holder since 1957, and so in the Super Bowl era, the the Lions have um, I believe they've only won one playoff game it was like one playoff game since 1960 so that poor guy has been or 1965 whatever it was it's a day in the 60s was uh was the last time they and the, the only playoff game they've won in the last like 50 years was in 1991 so this this poor guy has been sitting through things like the entire lion seasons for like 60 years he's been there for pretty much every one of them and this guy he's 89 years old is finally getting his dues and finally able to watch a long run to the playoffs that guy is absolutely fantastic he seems like such a sweet old man and i love it so much um and honestly my niners hatred aside my love for this lions team aside i want the lions to win the super bowl for that one guy he's been through so much give him a super bowl god damn it give him a super bowl that's my shout-out. It's a good shout-out. No, he deserves it. If you're able to stick around with your franchise for that long. Like, you you deserve it. What are you doing? There's a reason she's not normally down here. Um, yeah, anyway, thanks for watching so much. If you were able to get through all of that, I think it was a really fun episode to record. I think that's a... Uh, I want to do more interactive stuff like we did with the NHL All-Star. It is way harder to do. Yeah. I think we could both speak to that. That was a very hard thing to set up. <laughs> But uh, I think it was a lot of fun. I think it resulted in a, a lot of very, very, and at least in my opinion, entertaining to me while living it. It was a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm, I want to do more stuff like that with the NBA uh, All-Star game coming up as well. Maybe we could some 2K. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. I don't know. What, what 2K? What is the most recent 2K that I own? I don't, I'm not buying 2K24 to make that work. So we'd be doing it on like 2K22 <laughs> or something, but it would still work. We could do it. We could do it. Yeah. We'll, we'll do something with it. Yeah. Maybe a Pro Bowl. It's not allowed oh, to we, pick that, one. Maybe, that, maybe that'd be more fun. Pro Bowl and then we actually play. Oh, a Pro Bowl. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, we, oh, both, yeah, dra we, we both draft our teams and then we'll just play a Madden game. That'd be fun. <laughs> Yeah, that I might like that send my Wi-Fi crashing to the ground violently, but uh, but that would be that's, fun if we could make it work. <laughs> if we can, that's yeah. So the Pro Bowl is in what two weeks? Right. Uh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Do you have a? That would be a. That would be like a next week podcast thing. I guess. I guess that's true. Yeah. Well, I guess actually it'd be a this week podcast thing because we're doing two because <laughs> we technically missed last that's week true. that's true yeah so that's true i was gonna ask like do you uh, i guess you live in a 
built? Do you have like a Wi-Fi router in your, like, uh? Well, yeah. So, so like, I live. It's like a. It's like a house, but you rent out specific rooms basically. Oh. Okay. And I don't know what it is, but maybe it's just because there's so many people in here. But the Wi-Fi is absolutely garbage. I was gonna and say. The landlord, I, I talked to my could... landlord about it. Yeah, I was gonna say. I wonder if you could connect like a I... LAN cable, or something. Like maybe. Because I've I'd been experimenting with more. that even here. Because uh, if anybody, I don't know if I'm. I'm pretty sure Telus is across Canada, not just Alberta. Like I actually don't know. I got Telus here. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, well, I then hate you Telus also. So much. I was the worst uh, in the world. I was about um, to say, if you know, if you if you are Canadian, you know how bad Telus is. Telus is terrible. That's what we have here as well, because it's cheaper and it's just. It's bad. Like, uh, it's, it's not as bad as what you've awful. got over there, Caleb. But like, I can, I this should show how bad, just even how bad mine is. When I'm uploading these this stuff to video to YouTube, I'll like set it up right. I'll keep my computer on overnight. Go to bed. I could like, and this is like, keep in mind, I mean, we're usually upload. I'm usually putting it onto YouTube to prepare for it to actually go public on like Friday night usually, and in on my own. At home Wi-Fi, it takes about ten hours for the main episode to upload to YouTube. It is it is pretty pathetic. Like uh, most of the yeah. time, most of the time, uh, and I've seen Wi-Fi's. Like the funny thing is, I uh, I at my college, it's just, I've uploaded the podcast to YouTube on the college Wi-Fi, like in the classroom mid class, and uh, it is. It'll literally be done in an hour. Like, and I mean every single segment. Yeah. Not just the main. That's that's Telus for you. That's Telus for you. Yeah. If, it's if I don't, my Wi-Fi, my my Wi-Fi is particularly bad here. Um, I think because of the specific living situation. But just to give you a to, to give you a couple examples of how bad this actually is, um, there are specific spots in my. I live in like a one-room apartment. It's just a studio apartment. There's literally, like, you can see my bed in the back corner over there. Yeah. Like, there's no walls or anything. Um, I can't, I have to stay in specific spots of this room to make the Wi-Fi work. Where I am sitting right now, this is the only place I would be able to do the podcast because I yeah. don't get Wi-Fi on my bed over there. Oh my I don't get any Wi-Fi over there. I try to, like, FaceTime my girlfriend over there. Does not work. <laughs> Hangs up the phone because... Um, I get absolutely nothing over there. Yeah. Another good Wi-Fi story from here to just show how bad it is. Um, I've tried to run Wi-Fi tests to prove how bad it is. It's the only Wi-Fi network I've ever seen fail a Wi-Fi test because oh, it couldn't no. stay connected to the network nope, for I've long enough. It. No, I've seen it. Yeah, it's no, like, that's happened to me It's too. going like, it's so slow, so slow, so slow, oh, and then I see it Caleb, speed up, like, and I, I'm like, oh my god, what happened? It connected to so, data because it disconnected. Yeah. So I've I've moved in the last I moved to where I currently live about two years ago now I think maybe one and a half years, but uh, where I where we used to live we did have Shaw Wi-Fi like uh, and Shaw yeah just to demonstrate like I actually did the math like on the upload speeds I like compared what we used to get with Shaw to what we have now with Telus. And it is legitimately depressing. I think uh, I think Shot legitimately is a hundred times faster than Telus. I'm not kidding. That's not a that's not yeah. an that's yeah. not an over exaggeration. That is actually just the math. Like 
I It's such a noticeable difference. It it's insane. It is actually just it is incredible, yeah. I've I've been I've been told by a I've complained before to like a friends and like uh about how bad the upload speed is to get this podcast up onto youtube here and i've been told and i actually agree with this i've thought of doing this just going to like a tim hortons and just like drink having a coffee and yeah. just letting it upload like it would yeah. be a bad idea like uh the only the only reason i don't actually is because usually i uploaded them at night because that's just when i edit i'm a night owl so like uh for that reason, it do, it wouldn't work as well. But uh, yeah, just know if these podcasts are ever ever come out on Sunday or like a day late, it's usually because of the upload issues. Like uh, I I can say that more than anything usually. Like uh, it's crazy. It's crazy how difficult sometimes the it is to get this stuff up. Because I I don't really have an issue with it past that. I I bought a I I recommended a land cable, Caleb, because I just bought one for myself, for uh, for my PS5. Oh yeah. Yeah, and the annoying thing is my computer can't actually connect to a LAN cable, and I'm kind of pissed about it. But uh, I don't yeah. think mine can't. Mine can't either. So that's, well, you that's have a Mac, issue. don't you? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do. There, it has. It doesn't have like any ports other than a charging cable. So I'm kind of hooked. Well, I think we can we can let the people go. We can stop talking about Wi-Fi now. Make sure to check us out yeah, everywhere yeah. you haven't take, take already. A, take away screw Telus. Don't use Telus, people. That guy can be the final takeaway. Yeah, no, the only reason we do is just because it's cheaper, because it's worse. Cheaper things are worse, yeah. but they're cheaper. <laughs> like, uh, which is why I'm buying a LAN cable instead of better Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyway, once again, I'm just, I'll give, the, I, I want to emphasize this as much as possible. If you enjoy our content, make sure to check us out everywhere, because we really do. I, I do my best to make sure we have something new and different going everywhere like uh so just make sure to check everything out if you can if you if you enjoy it i'd love we'd love to have you whether it's just coming and chatting with us over on the instagram checking out tiktoks checking us out on youtube we last week or and the week before we've had a, a lot more discussion in the comments which has been really cool to see i know uh caleb i'm still waiting for you to get in a seahawks related argument with somebody i'm 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 waiting for it i haven't i haven't I haven't seen anything that's pissed me off enough to where I have to jump on the trick <laughs> play and true. pretend to be Simon. <laughs> that's true. That's true. No, I think I have a funny feeling when you start responding to question or questions, you'll be less nice than I usually am. I'm usually pretty nice in the comments. Yeah, fuck off kindly, Simon. That's how you know it's me. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm waiting for it. Anyway once again make sure to check out everything we do have another episode ellie work with me here i was gonna she's been oh oh okay okay you're okay okay maybe not <laughs> it's okay you can stay down there i don't think she was very happy with me wanting to bring her up again so she can she could stay down here i think she's happier just getting pet but again thanks for watching subscriber ellie will be sad you don't want to make a golden retriever sad no no, you definitely do not. Make sure to check out later in the week with the other podcast episode. Where we might do a... We were talking... Oh, we were just talking about it. I'm tired. The NFL thing. Madden. <laughs> we, 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 we were yeah, just talking about it. I couldn't... 
I was gonna say. Yeah. I was gonna say. I couldn't remember if we had that conversation on the podcast or in between. But that's how you know we've gone on a little too long. <laughs> yeah, that's how you. That's how you know. That's for sure. Tune in next week. <laughs>